Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The headline this week, of course, was that President Biden signed into law legislation passed by both houses of Congress particularly targeting clean energy projects, billions of dollars. Beyond the headline, however, is a lot of that money may not get spent to build what it is for. Why? Because there are are a number of laws that have been passed to protect the environment. It's time to think again about how green rules can often make green energy projects nearly impossible. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, this is one of the great ironies of things that happened in our nation's capital. Uh, many cheered the headlines that there were going to be billions of dollars on a clean energy project, things that would help climate and the environment. And yet much of that may never be able to be spent because of laws that were passed around green energy projects and protecting the environment. To help us make sense of all of this and get past the headline, uh, Chris Bernard's the National Policy Director at the American Conservation Coalition. Chris, thanks for joining us today. And uh, you wrote this week that uh, a lot of the, the clean energy pieces may be impossible to build in America. Give us the breakdown. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. And, and you're right, there is a, a huge irony where our politicians are spending hundreds of billions billions of dollars on clean energy projects. But unfortunately, in this country, we have a permitting process for infrastructure projects that really just takes years and years and has gotten to the point where it's nearly impossible to build new projects in this country and to put some numbers on it. Um, on average, it takes four and a half years and $4.2 million to complete a review process before an infrastructure project can even start getting built. That's before the construction happens. And so we're just delaying the necessary infrastructure uh, that we need to start building out in this country. Uh, So that actually goes beyond just what has been passed uh, just in this latest round of funding, again, which a lot of people cheered in terms of the the things focused on uh, clean and green energy and the environment. Uh, This also goes back to things like a lot of the infrastructure projects that were passed on a bipartisan basis. Uh, But as you said, some of those are going to take four years and four and a half million dollars to go through just what we often refer to as that NEPA process, the National Environmental Policy Act uh, that slows down a lot of these things and, and prevents uh, a lot of these things from getting done. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. And it's really unfortunate because while we're spending this money on clean energy, actually these regulations and this red tape disproportionately impacts clean energy projects. If you look at all the energy projects currently backlogged under the National Environmental Policy Act, which you mentioned, 42% of them are clean energy projects, and only 15% are fossil fuel projects. So the environmental regulations intended to protect the environment are actually the very ones holding back clean energy. Okay, I got to repeat that because uh, that is a think again moment there. So sometimes we say, well, these these NEPA policies uh, are there to prevent things like fossil fuel and the energy companies from destroying the land. But you're saying 42% of all the energy projects that are backlogged, backlogged undergoing through this process are clean energy projects. Indeed. And uh, really, it's unfortunate that nearly half, 
the projects we are trying to build are just backlogged and are clean energy projects, which are the exact kind of projects that these billions of dollars try to fund. Yeah, and so let's let's get into how we move forward on on all of this. What is the right thing? What is this? Is I know some of this has gone back and forth from you know one administration to the next and doing things by executive order, which we always know what's done by executive order gets undone by executive order. Uh, is there a way for Congress to step in in a stronger way legislatively uh, and kind of clean up the mess that has become this process? Well, Congress uh, can direct the uh, Environmental Protection Agencies um, in D.C., the Environmental Protection Agency, sorry, in D.C., to uh, expedite its review process. And there are certain uh, bills that are, are being introduced in Congress right now uh, on a Republican basis, but also on a bipartisan basis, that would ask for, EPA, for the EPA to expedite these reviews. President Trump uh, had a few executive orders that try to make them uh, go faster. But unfortunately, those were overturned by President Biden. And like you say, executive orders aren't really a good substitute for good policy. And so what we need right now is policy that cuts red tape to allow us to build these green projects. Yeah. And, and I think it's something we can all say, OK, look, we, we all want to be careful stewards of the environment. We all want to leave this place better for our children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. Uh, and, and this is a, a process that just gets so uh, gummed up that it also ends up forcing out a lot of the innovation uh, in in energy in particular, because a, a company who's looking at four years and four and a half million dollars just to get an approval on something, uh, that's a that's a big risk to take. Uh, if you're starting out, if you're being entrepreneurial or you've got some great uh, leading edge, cutting edge uh, green technology, uh, it, it's tough to say, yeah, we're going to we're going to bet the ranch on that, knowing that it might be stuck forever uh, in this process. Well, exactly. You have very little incentive to invest a lot of money into a project that might get delayed by years and actually be a money sink in terms of the money it costs to just go through this permitting process. One, one example is when, uh, for example, for our nuclear energy in this country, for, for new projects to be built, it's incredibly difficult. And, and just a few weeks ago, the, Nas- the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, uh, they greenlit the first ever commercial uh, next generation nuclear reactor design, but it took a 12,000 page application and six years for the app for that to be processed. So that's incredibly difficult and, and it reduces competition and it reduces innovation in this country. Did you just say a 12,000 page application? <laughs> 12,000 pages indeed. It's, it's It's insane. Oh my God. Oh my gosh! That would take uh, it would take a decade just to read it. I think to <laughs> to get there, let alone figure yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and the other the other thing is that the company building these reactors, it's called they're called New Scale. Um, they estimate that it costs them over half a billion dollars simply to go through this process because of the lawyers and the people that had to review it and all the the content that had to be written for the twelve thousand page application. Half a billion dollars to get these projects even approved is just incredibly it's just way too much and just really holds them back yeah and as you look at that and as we try to continue to compete on a global scale uh, kind of compare how we're getting bogged down in the u.s compared to what china's doing in this same space yeah countries like china uh, they're not interested in holding themselves back for no good reason and so where in the u.s we uh, we only have two reactors currently under construction nuclear reactors uh, countries like China are just completely racing ahead, and they have 46 reactors currently under construction or planned, and they'll add many more to that. And so what we're really doing is we're not just 
hurting our clean energy future in the U.S. We're also hurting our national security and our competitiveness with countries like China by holding ourselves back with such red, ta- uh, red tape. Uh, that, that is the key takeaway for me. It's not only hurting us in, in the short term, it's also hurting us from a national security interest and competitiveness standpoint uh, as well. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Chris is the National Policy Director at the American Conservation Coalition. Great insight in terms of where we are and why, despite all the cheering of money being uh, apportioned and set aside for clean and green energy projects, a lot of that's not going to get spent because of the process, the regulatory process, the red tape uh, that is in place. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, that's uh, uh, Chris Bernard, uh, National Policy Director at the American Conservation Coalition. Uh, that kind of stuff just drives me bananas because if we're going to cheer and say, yes, let's let's do it cleaner, let's do it greener, let's be more responsible. And then if we're going to tie it up for years and sometimes even decades at costs of millions and millions of dollars, uh, that hurts us. It hurts the environment. It hurts our competitiveness and our national security. Uh, we got to get past the red tape. Congress needs to take control of this and direct uh, a more aggressive, responsible, and innovative way to get to clean, clean, clean and green energy. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.